you know, officials are putting wealth before health. If you have the money and you don't have the health, you don't have anything. Welcome to Halt the Harm podcast. On this episode, we've got Sharon Levine, the founder of Rise St. James, a faith-based environmental and social justice organization that's dedicated to protecting St. James Parish from toxic cancer-causing industries. St. James Parish is between Baton Rouge and New Orleans, in a region that's become known as Cancer Alley. Numerous industrial complexes in this region have been attributed to cause the cancer clusters afflicting residents. Sharon's hometown, Welcome, was slated to be the site of a $9.4 billion plastic factory to be developed by Formosa, a Taiwanese corporation. Feeling something must be done to oppose this project, Sharon founded Rise St. James. Here's Sharon Levine. In St. James, we're facing the biggest issue right now is a Formosa plastic plant that's trying to be built in St. James, like a mile and a half from my home. When I found out about this project in 2018, I couldn't just sit back and let this industry come in. If you already have 12 in a district where I live, within a excuse me, within a 10-mile radius. I have, we have 12. People are already sick. People are dying. People, most of the, the worst thing that they have is cancer. The next thing is respiratory problems and a whole other ailment that they're facing. So when I found out that our governor John Belcher would approve this $9.4 billion industry. I went to my God and I spoke to him and I talked to him. And I asked him not to let this industry come into St. James, where, where people are living. And um, God, I didn't know what to do. I asked God what, what I should do, and he told me to fight. And that day, he put a fight in me. That's indescribable. The fight in me is going to stop the most of them coming. We, right now, we're facing the fact that Formosa found a gravesite on the property where they want to build. This property that Formosa owns and wants to build their petrochemical complex on was historically a slave plantation run on slave labor. The grave sites are the anonymous resting places of the enslaved. Formosa discovered this gravesite, but they weren't the ones that shared the discovery. Sharon explains. The slave owner name was Awencha. Over the years, sugarcane farmers have built, have used the land to, to raise sugarcane. And I'm pretty sure they saw the grave sites, they didn't say anything. So we didn't know about it until Formosa wanted to come in here. Formosa purchased 2,400 acres of land. <clears throat> they knew about the gravesite. When they found the grave, they, it wouldn't alert the parish until we found out about the gravesite from three private archaeologists. They ran across the gravesite by accident. 
And when we spoke with them, they told us that they have, they think they have two more besides the Winchester one. They had a plantation called Elena. They had one called Acadia. And he think that there are grave sites on those, on those areas too. So we went to the state. We, we met the archaeologists and we talked to the people that's in the state. And they told for most of to go back and look again to try to find the other grave sites. And that's where it's standing at right now. So right now, that's holding them up from building because they, the state gave them the air permit, so they have all of their permits. They can, they can start to build. But this gravesite is holding them up. So that's where we're standing right now. And we gone, went to the parish council to plead with them to, to rescind that decision. They haven't rescinded it yet. So I think they're waiting to see if they're going to come up with more grave sites. It's a hard fight. It's hard. It's a lot of work. The area is already saturated with industry, and this is just yeah. on top of that. This is a new threat. You may have caught that Sharon was a school teacher. She's retired from that career, but retiring for most people doesn't mean founding an organization and leading a campaign to fight the petrochemical industry. Can you tell us a bit about how you first got involved? You said that you started dedicating your whole life to this. At what point yeah. did that happen? And what was your life like before this sort of became what was, you're focused on? I was teaching school. I was a school teacher for 39 years. And I wanted to go back to work in August, but God wouldn't let me go. I was always tired. He just wouldn't let me go back. I was too tired to get up in the morning to get dressed to go to work. So I knew right there that I had to go on and retire. So I retired on October 3rd, 2019. In October of 2018, I formed an organization. We call the organization Rise St. James. That was given to me by God, that name. I wanted to work at least one or two more years, but I had to retire to do this work because it's, it's a full-time job all in itself. It takes up all of your time, all of your concentration, all of your energy, and it touches your heart. When I speak about this, I happen to cry, and I don't know why I'm always crying when I talk about it. So they tell me that God is doing this through me. We're doing everything that we can in our power to stop this industry. It's taking up all my time, and I don't mind because this is what God told me to do. Mm-hmm. I don't even have a social life or anything. I don't even spend time with my grandchildren anymore like I would like to. My daughter told me I don't spend time with her, but I, but I have to do this. And I'm not afraid to do what God tells me to do. If built, the Formosa plant would be in a toxic league of its own. ProPublica reports that the proposed complex would be one of the most concentrated areas of cancer-causing chemicals in the U.S., Sharon explains how she began her work fighting this plant. When you started Rise St. James, who did you start working with? I invited people to come to my house and meet with me because I felt I wanted to form an organization. And that first meeting, we had 10 people. The second meeting, we had 20 of us. But I was already a member of, of another organization called HELP. Humanitarian Enterprise of Loving People. I joined that organization in 2015. I went to meetings after meetings to uh, listen to what they were saying. And once a month, I'll go to the meeting eagerly. Because I said, it's time for me to do something else besides just go to work and teach. I figured I'd join this organization. So I did. 
And I'm glad I did because so I learned a lot about the industry from just going to this meeting. I learned about the industry and about chemicals and what they're going to be emitting. And, but I, I didn't associate it to our sickness. The recording got a little fuzzy. So to recap, Sharon's talking about the meetings organized by HELP, H-E-L-P, Humanitarian Enterprise of Loving People. She's saying that it was this community-based organization that she began to learn about and connect the sickness she was seeing in her community with the petrochemical industries around her. Then, when Formosa's plans to build this $9.4 billion plant came in, it sharpened that understanding. And I was diagnosed in 2016 with auto with autoimmune hepatitis. Then I was diagnosed in 2018 with aluminum in my body. And I started reading about it, and they said that aluminum in your body is caused from industrial pollutants. And that's when I started wondering if that's where my sickness came from. And I started to wonder if that's where all the people that's dying of cancer, they were dying so rapid. That's when I had to step in and do something. I was told by some of the health members that there was nothing you could do about it. And I was told that that's a $9.4 billion industry. You can't stop that industry. My answer was, I know I can't stop it, but I know someone who can stop it, and that's God. God can do anything. So I walked with God. The governor, you know, officials are putting wealth before health. If you have the money and you don't have the health, you don't have anything. So why let more chemical plants come into St. James and pollute us even more? This would be one of the most expensive industrial projects in Louisiana's history, but it's also just one looking to develop in St. James Parish. St. James has become a target for chemical oil and gas plants. In 2014, broad swaths of the district were rezoned for industrial development. Two large methanol complexes and an oil terminal are already permitted to be built. If a most are coming here, they're going to triple the emissions in St. James and the 5th District. If they come in here, they're going to double emissions across the river in the 4th and 3rd District. But some people don't think that's going to happen. They think it's just going to affect my district, but it's not so. It's just going to affect everybody within miles of this industry. It's just like they want to wipe out St. James. They don't care. They don't care about people's lives. All they care about is the money. When you talk about this issue, when, you, when you've been campaigning, what kind of response do you get from, from other residents in the area? Some of the residents that work in the industry told me they're glad I'm doing this and it needs to be done. And I said, because there are too many chemical plants in our district. And they told me they would help me, but they work in the industry. And they have to work because they, they, need, a, they need the money. And they would tell me little things about the industry. So I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call out their names or anything, but I appreciate them telling me those things. And the older people tell me, you're doing a good job. But the ones that are working in the industry are the ones that can't come out and show their hands because of their job. What has felt like the most helpful thing so far that you've experienced when you connect with other people outside of your immediate community? Oh, they, they, they want to help. They ask me, how can they help? The, the university in New Orleans, two universities want to help me. Students want to help me. Whatever I need them to do, they told me. So the most helpful thing is when people just ask. That's right. And I've met so many people that have seen our work, and they, uh, they're calling me and asking me for my story. And one of them want to do a documentary. I, don't, I, have, I have time in a way, but I don't have time. We, every minute is crucial. We try to do things to bring attention to the people who don't believe that this is going to affect them. So we, we're trying to do things 
to sort of public, invite the public out. I want to tell them the effects of the plastic that this plant would produce, the emissions, and I want to educate them on what's going on. I want to do it throughout the whole parish, not, not, not just one or two districts. We have seven districts in St. James, and some of them, like the seventh district, the third district, they don't think it's going to affect them. They don't, they don't think it's going to affect them at all. Thank you so much, Sharon Levine, for coming on and telling us your story. Since recording this interview, the Formosa plant has been delayed indefinitely. The press release came from FGLA, the division of Formosa behind the project, citing the COVID-19 pandemic as the cause. This announcement came just after the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers suspended an essential permit on November 10th. S&P Global reports that the Corps' reason for suspension is that they failed to fully examine the environmental impacts it would result in. Make sure to check out the show notes where you can get links to all of the sources for this episode, including information on how you can support Sharon's work and Rise St. James.